All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news up your Amtrak, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome into episode 254 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tally Yaremchuk. We got a lot to get to today. As always, the show brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations in Edmonton. Hit them up on a delivery service, or if you do a curbside pickup or in-store order, 10% of those proceeds go towards a local charity. They've already raised over $100,000, and they ain't stopping yet. Shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. Chalmers is here. Bag Milk, Wanye. Jay will be here in a second. I think he's just wrapping up his uh, his Insta or his Facebook Live for the pregame with uh, Josh Park. But Chalmers, I, I wasted no time on the prep. I wanted to get right into this because you only have 10 minutes. What are you more fired up about? What do you want to talk about? Oilers losing to Calgary or Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl. I mean, I could do a little bit of a recap because they only have, like, of the weekend in total. Um, I, you know, as I posted on Instagram and as I said on the show, like, this weekend was my favorite weekend in sports. And did it live up to it? Uh, I'm going to have to say no on the front end. Um, there was some good things. I don't know if anybody watches the Rough and Rowdy, but that was a lot of fun watching Jose Canseco basically quit after 15 seconds. What was um, that? What was that? Well, yeah, well, what, 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 what? Okay, so on, on, a, on a very, very – on the number one podcast in the world, basically – they have 
a um, an event called Rough and Rowdy where they have amateur boxing, basically. What's and the podcast? Pardon my, take? Uh, pardon my take. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two okay. years so ago, do, two years ago, amateur one of the, boxing. Yes, one of the hosts two years ago, Big Cat, called out Jose Canseco for being a rat and a loser and asked <laughs> to fight him, and he never said anything. And after about a year and a half. Jose Cansego came back and was like, yeah, I'll fight you. And basically Big Cat from Pardon My Take said, I'm not going to fight this guy anymore. I've got kids now. I'm older. I'm fatter. And I don't want to do this. So they have an intern, a 22-year-old kid who's also the same size as Jose Cansego, but gives him about 50 pounds, said, I'll, I'll be your champion. I will fight for you. And there was a lot riding on it. And they were going to pay Jose Cansego to come out and fight. Obviously, Jose Cansego does a lot of this stuff uh, where he says he's going to do something and he doesn't, whether or not it's finding Sasquatches or, or searching for aliens. But he showed up, and they, they, they sold the fight. They sold pay-per-views, 20 bucks. Um, there's 20 fights on the fight card, uh, including somebody who's four foot three versus somebody who's four foot seven. It's a wild, wild night of fights. And so there's a lot of build-up to this fight. And um, basically the fight came in. Jose Canseco saying he was going to knock this kid out. Uh, Billy Football, who is the fighter, the champion, ran at him through four punches, knocked Jose Canseco down. Jose Canseco grabbed his shoulder and quit. And everybody thought that Jose was playing them, that it was rigged, that it was bullshit. Um, he got $50,000 up front for fighting. And then he got a, a piece of the revenue and what it came of, of the, of the pay-per-views. And what it basically came out as yesterday was he ended up netting a million dollars from this fight. Whoa! Yes. And so, as you can imagine, there's a lot of talk about him being a snake, rat, piece of shit. And that, you know, um, so so that was so that's what happened on Friday. So, you know, uh, the best case scenario was Billy Football won because, you know, it would have been hard for him to come back to the show. If you, if you liked the show, it, you would, you'd know why it was really important that he won this thing. Um, anyway, so that was Friday night. Um, but as, as, as the weekend on a whole, like the Oilers game, the waste management, probably one of my favorite golfers won it. And Brooks Kepka coming back with a 65 on the last day. The Oilers. Did anybody game, do anything rad on that hole where everybody cheers? Not really. Um, there was 8,000 fans in total there. Uh, wow. it still was, it still was loud. It still was a lot of fun, but it definitely was just not like years past. Um, but, well, how could they have know, that so, many people there in social distance? What the fuck? <laughs> That's a good question. It's Phoenix. I mean, yeah. I don't really know what, <laughs> what to say about that mm-hmm. one. Um, so there's, there's no COVID in Phoenix. Know, yeah, exactly. So Saturday night, um, that was disappointing. And I don't know if you guys remember on Thursday, but I'm pretty sure that game script went exactly how I said it was going to go. They were going to play, and they were all they were all going to come out, and they were going to try and not, you know, get the fighter work started quickly. Um, because they knew they were going to have to play each other ten, you know, nine more times after this game, and so I, I, I was, I was pretty that they like I was pretty confident that they were going to keep it civil, and that, but in the third period, because it's you know professional athletics and there's a lot of emotion, that it was going to ramp up, and it basically right at the end of the second period is when Macachuk did Macachuk things and ramped it up, and so um, did I think it was going to be a better game, and was I disappointed? Yeah, I was. I mean, what do you guys thought, think of the Oilers game? Yeah, I think disa- yeah, d- disappointed is probably the best way to put it uh, from an Oilers fan perspective. Like that, and again, they weren't going to sweep the season series against Calgary. Like no one was saying that. So there are going to be losses at some point there. But 
in that first game, you kind of had a chance to like set the tone and, and sort of, you know, dictate how things are going to go, get get started on a high note, and they blew an opportunity to do that. They blew a really good start as well. Yeah, we, we, we came out hot. We, we, we did the right things in the first period, minus like any real physicality, but we shelled Markstrom, which was super important. And then we just fucking fell asleep in the second period and just let them have like a lot of high danger chances. But we also have to call spade a spade. And I know everyone's already fucking done that, but like the first three goals that Miko Costin let in were fucking horrific. You, let, you can't let pucks go through you. They like, they went through him like like that's just like we're not asking for like crazy gov saves or any you know side to side shit like fucking pucks went through him that shouldn't have and th- that fucking takes the wind out of your sails I and then when you go so back and he does it again i was just gonna say so like jay i agree with jay that the second period got ugly but i would say that when i wrote in the wrap-up on Saturday night was I actually thought that second period started out pretty well. The boys were firing, they were skating, but then for the eighth time this season, the Oilers allowed two goals in a span of two minutes or less, and nothing is going to kill your Oilers boner quicker than that. So I think that they were going in the second period, but then two quick goals that were complete dog shit. Will just I, completely I, flatten anything you're trying to do. You could see the energy just come off the bench. You could almost watch it happen. And I was disappointed, too, because we had talked about this from a guy like Jujar, who you got to have those Jujar games, and I thought we were about to get one. You know, he gets the first goal, he gets some good chances in the second, and I was I was like, okay, here it is, here it is. Like, he can help us win a game here. And I was disappointed to see that it didn't happen, that he couldn't materialize on his chances, I guess. I did think there was some, still some bright spots. Uncle Yessie's goal was big league. Yeah, it's great, but big league goal. He looks fucking awesome. He's full of confidence. Doesn't fall over all the time anymore. Skating. It's just by my count, the Oilers have left. Like this is just top off the top of my head. They've allowed, left points on the board in at least three games, and simply because they couldn't get a save. Yeah, yeah there's, there's there's three, three or four games that it should have been easy W's. Just let go, and and, and, and you and you. you yeah, if you factor that into kind of their current standings, like that's a huge difference. Those go the other way. Like, what, like we're leading the division. We're gonna go ten and zero against Ottawa, and the other forty ever, however many games, we just gotta go five hundred. It's all good. Well, you gotta be res- you gotta you, you gotta, gotta be, be you gotta be respectful of Ottawa. They just went and put on a pretty good performance against Vancouver the best team in, in the division. Fall. It couldn't be going worse than Vancouver, oh, yeah. but goddamn, we're good there. Calgary are the biggest bunch of idiots on earth, so we'll beat them. All we really got to worry about is Toronto, Winnipeg, and, Van- and Montreal. Well, if you're talking, top, you four, worry top about four get in, right? Yeah. yeah, top four get in. So, if I mean, you got to worry about being able to get a save. Because like we're already talking about we're 14 games into the season coming up tonight against Ottawa. And if you're losing three or four games, points on the board in three or four games strictly because of goaltending, like that is a huge problem. Well, you want to go to the backup? There's not, not only is the cupboard bare, there is no cupboard and there is no kitchen. Well, That's how bare the cupboard is for our backup. How I'm much? Very- how much will Mike Smith help? I guess he's going to get the start here tonight. And like in years past, so in stint number one, year one of Miko in Edmonton, he had to play pretty much every game down the stretch once they got rid of Talbot, and he was brutal. Like he, his play suffered. Last year, they have a competent one B to put with him. And he thrives. He has a good year. 
And now you go back to this year, and when there's no competent 1B to pair with him, he goes he goes back to being, you know, not great again by the end of it and brutal against Calgary. So will Mike Smith help? Like, will having Mike Smith to play 40% of the games help bring him, help bring Nico Koskinen back up to a 915 save percentage? In, in, in theory, yes, but that's regular season. When it comes to playoffs, you pick one horse and you ride that motherfucker. And that's a concern for Miko. Well, Miko's I'm also, been... I'm really concerned about tonight's game because Mike Smith is starting. He hasn't fucking played since <laughs> August. Yeah. And I got a feeling I'm hammering the over in tonight's game. I'll tell you that much. But, <laughs> so he, he shined, he shone a bit of light onto his injury. And Ryan Rashog mentioned that it, it, it sounds like it might've been something he tweaked while he was stretching. Like that's how weird it was. And it's sounding like it was very minor, but it basically just hurt like one of his movements. And that's why it kept him out of the lineup. So Mike Smith, like he talked before the game today about what he's kind of been going through and all that. He basically made it sound like he just got an extended training camp and that he's rested. Like he spun it positively being like, Hey, no one wants to miss a month, but it was almost a good thing. Cause I got to work with the goalie coach. I got to get up to speed at my own pace and all of that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe there's reasons to be optimistic that 38 or 39-year-old Mike Smith can come in and deliver them some good performances. I think it's possible. Listen, I want him to perform well so badly. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I do. But there's there's a totally different approach to practicing against your your goalie coach than having clappers come into you on a game in a game situation. I just like that month off is massive. He basically missed, you know, games. Preseason, all of it. He's got no. He's never had real shots on goal since game one of the playing round against Chicago. Yeah, and, and I, think, over. I think it's fair to be to be pessimistic heading into this one. Although my the thing I'm worried about with the over is that Matt oh, Murray's well. actually been playing some pretty good. Uh, Matt Murray's played really well. He had like two back to back nine fifty save percentage performances against uh, against Montreal. So Matt Murray. It seems to be in a better spot than when Edmonton got him. And it's not like they, I mean, they shouldn't have a Marcus Hogberg moment where he's like standing in the corner as Leon Dreisaitl comes in down the wing. Um, uh, there's a bunch of things I really want to get to. I'm trying to decide on the fly what, what I want to go to next. Um, there's go an Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, let's go Super Bowl then. And we'll get back to get Oilers in a second. Um, that was incredibly boring. And like I had money on the Chiefs and I lost a good amount of money on that football game. So it was disappointing from that sense, but also like it was just a dud of a football game. It, the Tom Brady storyline is cool, and we'll always remember that. This was an impressive championship run for him. I doubted him at every turn, and he proved me wrong every step of the way. But it's really shitty as a sports fan when a championship game is just bad. Yeah, yeah, it was boring. It was the most exciting thing to me was the weekend at halftime. Oh. Unreal performance. He was great. Unreal performance. He was I great. I enjoyed it. I can't believe it got, like, a lot of people are hating on it, and I don't get it. I don't that's get it people who don't, great. Th- th- That's just people who bitch about every Super Bowl halftime show, right? Those are the people who their whole personality is hating shit. That's what I got. And it's just like, as he was going along, it's just, fuck, does this dude have hits? You know, he was just knocking them out. And I thought it was great. It was cool to look at. He walked in that, like, House of Mirrors part for a minute there. And I don't know. I thought it was fun. The problem was, though, I was hoping for a Brady versus Mahomes battle that everybody was, and it just didn't happen. So the most fun I had was just necking bottles of wine and watching my doge hit the moon. 
<laughs> well, you should have like it. Like the writing was on the wall. Four of the five O line starters were out, and that's Mahomes had like no time to think or look. He was under pressure the whole game. Really like, yeah, the game was boring, but the the, the deck was kind of stacked against him. Now, humble brag, I dumped a bunch of money on the box, so I'm happy as shit right now. Um, and I'm also happy for my, my boy Gronk. Like, that was exciting to see him kind of cool. show up in the big game. You kind of knew that he would. Like, it just kind of you just felt like he was going to do it. So, yeah, the game was shit. The weekend was hot. Uh, I picked the box, so at least I made some money. But, yeah, that game went on forever. Wanya, did you did you take in the halftime show? Did you take in any of the game? I watched the entire Super Bowl for this fucking podcast. I'll have you know. Wow. <laughs> okay. And it is no or more or less entertaining than any other football game I've ever seen. Yep. Some shit happened. A lot of shit didn't happen. It seemed very odd. I wanted to watch because it's such a strange experience to have it this year, right? Yeah. And there were. But, there uh, were I didn't think it was that bad. What they say? Twenty five thousand. What the fuck? How does it even work? <laughs> My favorite part. Oh though? yeah, come on in. No problem. We're the NFL. There was this one part where there was like they were going to a commercial, or there, you know, they do crowd shots as they go into a commercial or whatever. And all I could see was there was a dude there who's probably seventy sitting there, and I'm just like, you should not be yeah, there. Yeah, I know the guy. He's you're probably going. vaccinated. Uh, well, if he is, then, all the old people in Florida, remember all the all the snowbirds are flocking to Florida to get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. Bruce Arians' ninety-five-year-old <laughs> mom was there. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> Which is, that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Right? Like, he's like, I know my mom's here. Like, she's 95. Like, that's pretty, like, that's going to be pretty amazing. I'm like, you are really the witness. opposite of an anti-vaxxer, ma'am. You really believe <laughs> in the vaccine. <laughs> the, uh, the thing I found funny, like, I know 7,500 people there were vaccinated, but there were a lot of unvaccinated people at that football game. And what I liked at the end was the Bucks owner coming up to the podium and being like, First off, I want to thank all the healthcare workers who like blah, blah, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, thank the healthcare workers. Then tell them they're working a double for the next two weeks because of all the cases that are going to come out of fucking people at this football game, man. Like it was, there's that little Fuck bit it, of let's irony. Let's have a Smash Mouth concert. Let's fucking go. Get NASCAR fired up. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever see a on-field performance like the weekend did taking up the whole field? That was cool. That was boss, and everybody was social distancing too. <laughs> well, but like because normally, like it's they they like the the crowd kind of comes down to the field to watch the show. Yeah, they all get to run it they out. Couldn't do that, but like I'm wondering if Phil, if if he's going to be because of COVID, because he was able to do what he was able to do. I'm wondering if that's now blazing the trail for future performances because him commanding and taking over the whole field oh, was sick. cool as shit. Yeah, so sick. That's why, to Jay's point, like I don't understand how people were shitting on it yeah. outside of just hating everything. Because he was, man, he was fun to look at. He was fun to watch. The tunes were smashing. I oh, when he was it. pinballing around in that di- mirror room, I was like, whoa, whoa. That made me want to throw people? up. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> of course it did. You're right, Jack, you pussy. Um, the other thing, like, I loved the performance. I thought it was great. But it made me think to the headline of, like, The weekend has contributed $7 million of his own money. And there's a part of me that kind of goes. It can't be, right? Like, where did the $7 million go? It wasn't that. Well, the set was probably worth $100 million. We're really taking the score here, right? But I don't think the weekend actually. I think that was a bit of a PR stunt of like. Yeah, I don't even understand. I thought thought the performers don't get paid to perform it. They don't. In fact, they're often. They generally pay. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I don't understand the music industry. If they're like, we don't make money, no one's touring and everything's streaming. Okay, little Uzi Vert puts a diamond in his forehead and then the weekend pitches seven mil of his own money to be in the Super Bowl. Like, how the hell? I'm telling you, you know where he made that money back? He just told the boys how many songs he was going to play in the halftime and he had all his homies betting on Uh, it. I think that if they say it's a seven million dollar investment from the weekend, it gets fifty million dollars worth of PR. Yeah. Oh well, it's yeah. That's why Super Bowl ads are worth as much as they are because the, the amount of attention and, and, and kind of extra mile uh, benefits they get from from place those ad placements, you know, it, it makes the it makes the ROI reasonable. You got to so, think if you've gone to the Super Bowl and you're one of the lucky twenty five thousand who gets in during a pandemic, and you got the old AstraZeneca coursing through your veins. And you're drinking a cold Bud Light and eating a hot dog? That's got to be peak America. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just right? peak living right now. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, I would just, you're, I, I would have loved to have been in that building crushing Bud Light. You'd be like, we're going to be all right, humanity. We're going to be probably all right. I probably would have sold my decade, to be honest. Yeah, me too. How about, uh, how, about, how about a guy with the sign? Was yeah, there. he was there. I was, I mean. Or dude with the sign. Yeah. Oh, was he there in the, in the building? Yeah, he was holding up a sign. Oh, no shit. He was on brand. Do you have his glasses on? Yep. The best. I wonder how much That's they paid really him to know be about there. Him. <laughs> well, he was, he was the sponsoring Bud Light Seltzer. Million. Yeah. He, he made was. 500 he had, a, he, had a, he had a Bud Light uh, Seltzer uh, face mask and he had a Bud Light Seltzer uh, in his hand. <laughs> so it worked. What uh, is with the world where a dude with sign makes big smoke to go to the game and the weekend has to pay the performance yeah. yeah. Uh I, I think I think it's pretty cool. Uh I just think it's pretty cool that three of the biggest pop stars in the world are Canadian right now. I find that to be pretty interesting. It's very you know? cool. Yeah. The weekend doesn't get enough love for being Canadian. Like, think of all the love we gave the crash test dummies, and yet we don't really <laughs> love the weekend like you should be loved. Well, we don't. I mean, Canadian society in general probably doesn't love Bieber and Drake enough for being Canadian either, right? Like, I love Bieber for being Canadian. I love I'm, Bieber. I love me Drake. But I'm saying in general, right? Like, I mean, I don't like that he's a Leafs fan, but I love him for being Canadian. Yeah, so do I. But I'm saying like the general perception around them isn't like yeah. there isn't that patriotism like attached to the Bieber and Drake. There's not a lot of people who are like, oh, they're doing great things and they're Canadian. I love it. A lot of people hate them. Well, you're um, abstract, baby. You're a dick. Just I wait. Didn't say I. Just wait after that. What? <laughs> How am I? A after that pop star video, after, after the pop star video where Bieber's in it for Drake, I'm telling yeah. you that that collab song that they're gonna have on Drake's new album is gonna be a smash. I guarantee. For it. sure, it is. Certified Lover Boy is supposed to drop this month, I think, but it's also supposed to drop. It was supposed to drop like every month for the previous four. So who knows? Yeah, it's turning into his detox. Yeah. Um, okay. The <laughs> other the other topic. Tying in football with the fact that this podcast is an Edmonton-based podcast, I'm very interested to get your guys' take on the new name for the Edmonton football team. I know we don't talk a lot of CFL here, but they released the shortlist, and there's seven of them. Wanya, have you seen the seven names? I have not heard or seen. I just have heard some speculation. Hit me with them. Here are the final seven. We have the Evergreens, the Eagles. Hold on, wait. Evergreens, like the Evergreen Trailer Park where all the Edmontonians died in 1987. Is that a thing? Yeah, is that what it's called? No, disqualified. Okay. Edmonton Eagles. Or are we just going to rob from the Philly? I like it. Let's do... uh, Hey, Houston Houston stole the the Oilers from us. 
Yeah. Fair enough. I don't mind it. Edmonton Evergolds. Come on. Man. Isn't that like a... Aren't Evergolds those pretzels covered in chocolate? Rolled gold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, it's not good. It's not bad. Edmonton... I think it's bad. Edmonton Elements. It sounds like a roller Which one team. specifically? I want to. I'm, I'm with Surveyor Brett on his version of Elements. What do you say? Like it's, a stove. It's a, it's a stove top. We have Edmonton Eclipse. That no, one's stupid. This is nonsense. That one's dumb. Edmonton. Shout out to the Clips, the rapper. Yeah. Edmonton oh, yeah. Elk. This is what I'm afraid they're going to go with. No, that's the one. You go elk, and you add an S, the elk. <laughs> and here's the thing. Visualize this. They just elk? got a Sharpie out to fix all the, the marketing <laughs> material that they already made. Here's the thing. Elk are citizens of our city, so that's on brand. I've never seen an elk and, in a city. Oh, fuck. It so why not looking hard enough. just the Edmonton S? Nah, you can't. Why? I don't. I, I, I'm not going to engage in the conversation about this. Uh, what? <laughs> you're on a podcast. You're here to engage. In I just. It's in the sense of like. I just like. It's it's too close. To, it, it references the old name, and they're trying to move past it. Yeah, I suppose. I'm not, uh, sorry. I just want to try to. I'm uh, not going to engage in a conversation about this. No, 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 no. I know, but like sometimes things. <laughs> no, like all right, we can kill so, one of the mics, but uh, no problem. <laughs> No, no, no. But, you know, something could be said, out of, like, taken out of context when, like, I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. Um, but uh, picture this. <laughs> Who does not like a T-shirt with antlers on it? I just think the name in general is just kind of hard to say. Like, what are you going to say? Edmonton Elk quarterback? Like, touchdown Elk. The Elk. 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 No, we, the Elk we call him the Elkies. Yes. It's better than the Elk Hound. That's is, the last one. Uh, Elk Hounds. Oh which my god! A, which is a dog that is that is that is native to Norway. <laughs> is there any Norwegian elk hound is a dog with the Eagles because it's an NFL team? Uh, elk is more on brand for the Edmonton area. It's going to be elk. I bet. I, I would. I would wager on it being the elk. I can get behind elk. As long I'm as glad it's, it's not Empire. I thought but, that was the way they were going to go. Oh, That's not uh, the way to go. Why don't you like Empire? I just feel like it's too XFL. Let's get some energy going. Everyone have a Mountain Dew. I don't know. I'd prefer the Elk. Okay, yeah. what's the connotation? Quick, you're M-Chuck. What do you visualize when you hear Empire? Evil. Okay. Like the evil Empire is what I think of. Like a Star Wars thing. I think of like a ruling force. Like something that's dominant. Well, I think I of the Ottoman Empire, better. precursor to the European map being drawn up at the end of World War One. I. I think of Empire Ballroom. Terrible nightclub. Oh, that was a hell of a joint. No, it was, it was yeah. a great joint when it was Rum Jungle. They could bring back Empire Ballroom if they call themselves the Empire. I wanted to get everyone's take on that. I think I think it'll be Elk, though. I think that's the one most people seem okay with. I wanted Edmonton Express, although I get if you don't want something that sounds XFLE, then Express certainly would. But I thought oh, Express I would, sounded I would good. Put that is better than Ever Gold. Ever Gold yeah. is dog shit. That is just bad. That's. Just, I think they threw that out there to make the other ones look good. Yeah, some of those are fillers. 
Yeah, like elk hounds. Like you can't have elk and elk hounds as an option. I think that's Especially why they didn't. Elk. I think that's why they didn't put Express on there. I think they they knew that Express would get a very very good following, and a lot of people would vote for it, and they want it to be elk, so they intentionally left Express off the ballot. Like, wouldn't the Edmonton Express sound like a newspaper to you? Maybe I don't no. know. It'll I, when I think of Express, I think of like a big, like a big locomotive, like hurling at you, like powerful, yeah. strong. Well, so yeah, oh, yeah, we'd have to be a train town. We're not a I'd train m- town. Yeah, I'd much rather go with the elk. I'd much rather go down this. The road. funny thing about it is that the name is very inconsequential. It's like nobody's going to give a fuck. They're just going to run with the double E anyway. So yeah. they can call it whatever you want. Yeah. True. Yeah, well, yeah, then that's why Call it the Edmonton Edwin after the guy from I Mother Earth. The Edmonton Edmontonians. There's nothing yes. offensive there. Yeah, yeah, the Edmonton Edmonton. If I'm being honest, if you gave me the Ed choice Bunny. between any of those seven names and just letting them still be called the Edmonton football team, I'd probably let I, I would take Edmonton football team. I think EE Quite football honestly, team is cool. Quite honestly, they could take like the old school like Arsenal football club type logo. Yeah. And write Edmonton football club and keep the EE. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have minded that. I know there are some people in in the media world as well who do who do really like that idea as well. Like why not just Frankly keep I'm them? amazed nobody wanted to call them the Rough Riders. That's every fucking yeah, it should have been the Rough Riders. The league. Yeah. They could have gone the Edmonton Red Blacks as well. That one was still on the table, I think. They should have called themselves the Edmonton Flames and then just sued the Flames <laughs> forever. Yep. <laughs> the Edmonton Green Gold? Yeah. Yep. Oh, we're the Flames. Uh, what about the Calgary <laughs> hockey team? Never heard of them. We yeah. who? Question mark. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Keep moving on here. A couple options. Do we want it to a listener profile or do we want to talk about the new podcast that the nation network has launched? We're going to have time for both. So, you know what? Let's go listener profile first. There you go. <laughs> you there tease. you go. Good guy. You tease. I am a tease. Um, all right. This, uh, today's listener profile, Jay, I know you asked me to do a very specific one, but do you want me to I say can't do it today? Yeah, I can't save do it, it today. Yeah, I'll save it. That's what I figured. Dude, there's, it, there's a certain someone missing. It's Chalmers. He's the only one no longer on the pod because he had a Oh, work I meeting. know who it is then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so today we're going to our Instagram DMs, and next on the <laughs> list is at Alex underscore Antosh. He's a biomedical equipment technologist. He received his diploma from Nate in biomedical engineering technology and a bachelor in technology degree later. Go Ooks! Shout out to him for having a job. I don't even know what it means. That's how you know That's someone's incredible. smart is when their job, yeah. like you can't, yeah. you don't even know half the words. Yeah. Seems yeah. like yeah. it seems like fun. He's doing, it sounds like a scientist to me and I respect yeah. it. Uh, interesting fact about Alex, Ryan Smith was good friends with his uncle and once called him to give him tickets to the, to his box at Skyreach for a monster truck rally, not for an Oilers what? game. Oh, wow. Grave. I guess. Uh, He brought 10 friends and their dads. Still remembers it well, even though it was 20 years ago. Who Uh, doesn't love Monster Jam, you know? I would do Monster Monster Trucks are the, the, yeah, Grave Digger? Like, fuck, I love Monster monster Trucks. I bet you he gets a better popcorn in his box. Mm -hmm. That's Um, dope. Third question, he started listening around around the start of the 2019-2020 season, so about a year and a bit ago, but he was listening to ON Radio before that. Shout out to Oilers Nation Radio. Whoop, whoop. Uh, his favorite podcast moment is, and I will read this as a direct quote, pretty much any time Wanye opens his mouth with some random joke, always makes me laugh. The mouse shit was pretty hilarious. 
Well, isn't that <laughs> nice? First of all, mouse shit is not hilarious. It's a viable threat. It's a vector for antivirus. <laughs> I can see how life and death situations at Wandy Manor lead to comedy. But, you know, it's very nice to hear a light instead of their highlight. Thank you. That is his highlight. Uh, number five, favorite Oilers memory. It was from the 06 Cup run for sure. Honorable mention, and I love this, because everyone's favorite memory is pretty much the 06 Cup run. But I like when when listeners throw in just like a completely random honorable mention. Uh, this honorable mention goes to Alex's mom for recently giving him a box of old stuff, and he found the program of his first Oilers game, a 7-2 oh, thrashing nice. of the Minnesota North Stars in 91. He would have been about four years old. Um, it said, quote, Alex's first Oilers game. Oilers win 7-2 written across the cover. Pretty special thing to find when he didn't know it existed. That's pretty dope. 91, that would have been right after the Oilers won the Cup and then the North Stars. Didn't they smoke them in the playoffs the next year? Or was that Chicago that beat them four straight? 91, I'm trying to remember. 91, they they, they at least made it to the second round or something in 91. Like, Messi was still on the team for that, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Well, the year after, yeah, the year after the Cup, they got swept. That's a long time ago. Well, thank you for listening, sir. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. I know we... uh, we did our first ever Oilers memories like during the pandemic, but this brings this up. Uh, does everyone remember the first Oilers game they went to? Because I'm trying to remember now, and I don't remember like what my first game would have been. Oh, I remember mine was against... Uh, my dad used to work for the city of Edmonton, and every now and then he would get tickets thrown his way. And I remember my first ever game was against the Detroit Red Wings, but I could not tell you how it ended up. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. Like I remember being at a really young at a game, and Erge Igor sorry, Igor Ulanov scored two points, and I don't know why that stands out. But before that, like I honestly don't know what my first game would have been. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, his go-to Oodle Noodle order, Oodle Noodle sponsors the listener profiles. He likes the ginger beef. The last few times he's gone to order the green onion cakes, they've been sold out. Oh shit! So. That's, that's Alex unlucky. wants some green onion cakes, but uh, you got to keep trying. You should those. have them. Yeah, I we uh, we move. Yeah, we move a lot of green onion cakes. It's, uh, that's because they're Listen, uh, and, I, and it's an Edmonton thing. I just love, I love, I love that we got these neat little things like we're the you know green onion cake champs of the world. Um, so it's cool to see, and you know, you know, being in the green onion cake business, it's funny to see kind of when we look at the back end of our menu on like our like enterprise uh or not on our enterprise on our skip dashboard. It's funny to see how many green onion cakes get delivered every week. Now, I would go even so far as we go say- down to Calgary that we're gonna export the green onion life cake lifestyle to Calgary or will it be So that we're we're, we're gonna try to educate them. So so this is like this is the tale of the QE two. Edmonton, huge on donairs, huge on green onion cakes. Calgary, I don't I I don't know what the I know what the one item is, and it's it's ginger beef. Ginger beef is actually born out of Calgary, so ginger beef is the big thing. So really? we're gonna go we're gonna go down the QE two and try to incept them with green onion cakes, but we have to come out respecting the ginger beef and try to onboard them over to the green onion cakes and totally brainwash them into Edmontonians without them even knowing it. They will become Oilers fans from this, is what you're telling me. Exactly. Well, my idea, bag milk, was to serve everyone poison, but Jay said no. Mm. That was a good idea, though. Well, I thought it'd be a great gag. Yeah, I would actually. You know what? I'm going to go so far as to say I order a lot of green onion cakes. I eat Asian cuisine a lot, 
And oodle noodles are no joke. I've had oh. green onion cakes from around the city, and mm-hmm. oodle noodles are fantastic. So we'll you, oodle, if the aliens came to Earth and said, or, the, or and said you have one thing to show us, I would bring them an oodle noodle spring roll and say you'll never find a better one in northern Alberta. <laughs> speaking Guarantee of, it, Mr. Alien. Speaking of things that are uniquely local, how about our friends at Twig and Berries? Twigandberries.ca, a very nice local clothing company. No judgment, no shaming, no fancy words, just real men. Check them out. Browse some of their great products. I know they got some new stuff coming out soon as well. I got a little bit of a tease of it the other day. You're going to like it. If you like the Twig and Berry stuff they got out now, you're going to love the new products. Promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off. And hey, it's been a while since I talked about this, but maybe you're out of some personal care products and you need to load up. Ball Wash, Ball Wash XL. It comes in even a bigger jar than that. They got the nut rub. I should hope so. Everything you need to keep your parts in order. My beans are stinky right now, Tyler. I need these. That is disgusting. (laughs) I really wish you didn't tell me that. Nation 15. Nation 15. All right. There is our (laughs) listener profile. We have talked about the Oilers lost, the Super Bowl, the EE football name, the goaltending. Done that. The other topic I have here. We launched a new podcast, and I was hoping to have uh, Frank Saravalli on this podcast today to talk about it a little bit, but it sounds like he's going to join us Thursday on this podcast. We're going to chat with Frank a little bit about just who he is. It'll be like his intro to the nation. We're going to learn a little bit more about Philly We're going to break him. We're going to break him and make him sound like us. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun today. Episode one launched. I, from my perspective, I'm learning how to do video for the first time in my life. And it's incredibly complicated. Recording podcasts is much easier than video. And like even editing clips and stuff. Like when I put together a clip for this podcast that eventually goes out online, I can take something that's three minutes and you know, relatively easily, because I've been doing it for a while, get it down to 59 seconds so it fits on Instagram and Twitter. And you basically just cut out breaths. You, you can make it sound good. But with video, it's not that easy to cut because people will notice the cuts more, right? Like if Frank is talking and I want to take out 15 seconds of Frank talking to make it fit in under a minute, I can't just like do it at random points. So for me, it's incredibly complicated. Um, I didn't really fuck up anything though with episode one, so I'm proud of myself for that. We were joined by Jets head coach Paul Maurice, who is an absolute Unreal. beauty. He's a fucking beauty. Um, he told some great stories. Just he talked about analytics a lot, which was fascinating for me to listen to. Um, he told some good stories about Jim Rutherford. Uh, we talked about Valentine's Day a little bit, which was funny. Now you're let me just stop you for a moment. I know that we like you and you don't like us and you're in the real media <laughs> and we're not. You have to be impressed that we have a Frank Valley podcast all of a sudden. Come on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I've Even known... your Remchuk who's impressed by nothing and nobody, this has to move the needle for you of legitimacy for our company. Yeah, I mean, the needle of legitimacy was already high from, from me and my view on this Do company. Do you think so, real? Like, outside, <laughs> really? Do you really think that? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't, like, I, I mean, everyone knows who Oilers Nation is. Everyone knows Daily Faceoff, the Nation Network, all that stuff. So I don't know what you mean by not legitimate. Uh, well, but, I just think that, like, we, we do the fun stuff where we giggle and shit talk, right? But, like, <laughs> I'm very impressed that we were able to get Frank Valley to do a national show with our boy Jason Greger 
and to get the head co- or the Paul Maurice of the Jets, like that is legit, legit, legit. <laughs> it's a legitimate podcast. Legitimate. Like, when, I, when I saw that video teaser of the Maurice Ooh. interview, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that's like that's our podcast. Like what the fuck that dude? Yeah, man. A buddy texted me. He's like, "Did I read this right? Do you have Frank Saravalli doing a podcast?" Yeah. He just texted me. He goes, "Oh, it must be nice." And I was like, "Uh huh. It is nice, you motherfucker." That's high praise. Oh yeah, hater hating in full hate mode. Oh yeah, must be nice. Uh, yeah, it is well, nice. Hey, you know what? We have to give kudos to Gregor for for lining this up, and then for for Frank for having an open mind and yep. wanting to actually talk to you know us independent media types. Yep, uh, and want to take the plunge because he's a big deal. Uh, but you know, he sees the value. He sees the value in the audience. So thank you, everyone, because it's because of you we're able to do these types of things. So I'm super excited because, like, between Frank and Gregor, their Rolodex is insane. And to, to to lead off with the head coach of the Jets, like that's pretty fucking crazy in season. Like that's that's like yeah, man, legitimate. In season. That's, that's legitimate shit. And your M check is super to interrupt you just real quick. And your M check is super important that you're the producer. Not because we think you're like an amazing video editor, which you may turn out to be, but for your own career, plugging you into these two guys and seeing how they move on the national level and everything like that, that's an awesome thing for you to be around. It's just a lot of pressure to not fuck up interviews with really, really big guests like Paul Maurice. Like, I was sweating through my shirt setting up that interview yeah. and, like, getting all the technical the stuff shit. set up. What do you have to, worry about? Big league have to worry about? Big league rep buddy. Big league rep. Yeah, man. Well, I, You're going to be good. the Tyler Uremchuk of the NHL soon. Think about that. I mean, You're I, not just going to be the Edmonton guy. You're going to be the guy guy. I've been producing, like, major market AM radio since I was, like, 18, 19. So, I don't know, you know, big leagues. I'd like to think I've been around for a while. Uh, but but the video stuff just spooks me, man. Like, I, I fucking hate doing video stuff. just the fuck stuff. on for one second. You just flexed on me because he we, did. Helped, you. we yeah. helped you and you flexed on me. That's <laughs> I fucking a, dunked you. Fucking he dunked, dunked on, on you. It's a fucking alley-oop dunk, you dipshit. That's an yeah. awesome opportunity for you. I think you're going to do a really good job. It is. And I hope you'll find a way to grease your way into it because I think it's going to do really well as a show. Out Like, Frank Valley is from Philly. Yeah. Right? How often during the course of your day in Northern Alberta, major market radio? I don't disagree. I'm not saying you're being plucked out of obscurity, but, like, when's the last time you talked to Philly fans? When's the last time you thought about how your audience is going to be heard in Chicago and in Boston and shit like that? Like, there's going to be a major market show in major American markets, man. Frank Valley is part of this deal is, like, going to go on the sports radio and Gregor too in American markets and hype the show. That's huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I agree. Like I'm super stoked about the opportunity to do this. I just, uh, yeah. it's been a, like getting this thing off the ground has been like so much more work than I thought it'd be like yeah. designing graphics and doing all this stuff, but it's been fun. And if you guys like the Maurice interview, there is a guest we are working on for next Mondays. I can't say who, but if we get him, uh, Oh boy, that one will get you guys fired up. Uh, now, sometimes oh. when there's a quiet moment on their show, I just need you as payment for this because you're a man on the inside. You just got to, when it's quiet, just go, nation real life. And they'll be like, what was that? They'll be like, nothing. And I then do- when they're like waiting for, oh, we're going to interview Gretzky. You're like, hey, this is brought to you by nation real life. And they'll be like, no, it isn't. And be like, sure it is. I like how you you mentioned that, like, you know, this is like a legitimate podcast and real life does the funny haha stuff. But this one is like analyst. The podcast today started with Frank talking, basically saying he's been like shitting his guts out because he's celiac and ate, ate a bunch of pizza yesterday. 
Really? Uh, which was hilarious. That's what they opened the show with? <laughs> it was so oh, funny. People should man. go listen to it. Gregor goes like, hey, Frank, like, welcome to the pod. Like, tell us about Frank Saravalli. And he goes, my guts are a fucking mess. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He turned into us. <laughs> Jay, we thought we were getting pros to learn from them. They're uh, pros talking, and be, but they're being human. Oh, that's what wow. it's all about. I don't care. And, and while, the, the, while, the, while, while Frank shitting his guts out, he's interviewing Paul Maurice. That is, true. that is the perfect yin and yang professional podcast. I love it. It resonates with people. And uh, we are very, very close. The ink, well, the ink hasn't touched the paper yet, but we're in a verbal agreement with another big podcast announcement that I am yeah. fucking over the moon of. That mm-hmm. literally, if you would have told me three weeks ago this was happening, I would have said you were crazy. Um, because A, I didn't even think it was a possibility. I didn't even think of, I knew about it, but I never even thought that we could even approach it uh, to be a partner of ours. So, uh, and one of the great tuned. things, you're not even going to be impressed here, M. Chuck. We could be like, oh, we got a new podcast. Wayne Gretzky and Bloody Jesus are on it. You'd be like, there's a lot of fucking work clipping it up to you, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So you're in charge huge. of the podcast yeah. department for the Nation Network. So his world, we're making sure his world becomes a hellhole. So uh, we got a lot coming your way, buddy. Yeah, it's what you time? could invent a fake prospect here, Chuck. You've almost got some juice now on the internet <laughs> to invent a fake prospect, have Low Tide talk about him, have Frank Sarah Valley talk about him, write an article about him with a fake photo. You could invent a player. You should do that. I mean, there's stories about uh, you know, like players players being drafted that don't exist. Who was the team that did that? Pittsburgh Wasn't it Penguins. Buffalo? Oh, it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Penguins um, in the phone in draft one year. When there was no in-person draft. And in the CFL, uh, my good friend Dave Jameson has a good story about them. A CFL team drafted a dead guy. He was dead, and they they picked him, and were like, what? He's dead? He was dead. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Well, that's the Edmonton Evergold for you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, there's a lot going on. Like It is 3.30 right now and uh, while we're recording this, and I've already done the entire DFO rundown today and my pregame podcast, and we're already wrapping up this pod. So uh, it's a lot. It's it's a busy time, but I love it. And yeah, that Frank and Well, you're MTech, you'd be, you'd be proud to know that when we're sitting around having the meetings about it, and Gregor's like, who's going to be the producer? I was like, there's only one guy we can get. He hates all of us individually and collectively, and I don't even think he likes sports anymore because of our podcast. It has to be your <laughs> M-Check because he will learn what to do and he'll be able to apply it to his own shit down the road and smash. Well, Good I appreciate that. I do. I really, I honestly really do appreciate that. And I know my voice always sounds like it's being sarcastic, but I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And this is, uh, this and is And if you come to us one day and you're like, I'm blown up and I don't want to be on this shit podcast anymore because I'm so famous, ah, it won't be sad. You know? I'll be like, <laughs> uh, you know what? We, he's, he's flown the coop and he's a big deal. And we got to let our eagle fly. That's the Edmonton Eagle for you. And that's how you that's how a professional podcaster ties in topics right there by doing all of that and then saying the Edmonton Eagles. Mm-hmm. And if you so happen to see Frank Valley's phone left open or his Rolodex left open, you can steal some guests for your original friends at Nation Real Life. Well, that wouldn't hurt either. But all of a sudden Sidney Crosby was here because he stole it out of Frank Valley's phone. He probably has his number. Probably does. Frank, I've learned quickly. I mean, I've known him before, obviously, but just from working closer with him, he has everyone's number. Like, we'll be shooting the shit about something, and I'll be like, oh, man, did you hear about this story? And he goes, yeah, well, I was texting that guy. And I was like, oh, of course you were. He was sweating me so hard when we talked to him originally because we took his temperature to see if he wanted to do this months ago. And I told Jay, I was like, 
I'm legitimately stressed out by Frank Valley because he's so direct and he just hammers me. And he's like, this is why he's an insider, man. He gets them to cough up details. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. I'd be like, ah, Frank Valley, leave me alone. We are trading for that guy. Uh, at DFO Rundown is where you can follow it on Instagram, at DFO Hockey on Twitter. And uh, it's up on YouTube if you want to watch the YouTube version. See if you can spot the mistake I made in editing the video. There's one point where Frank's face becomes way too large, and it stays for about four seconds before I go, oh, shit, I think I know how to fix this. Um, But other than that, the video looks okay. The podcast available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the usual, wherever you get your podcast from, you can uh, you can go grab it. So DFO Rundown is the name of the pod. Super excited for that. Um, today, like, like I said, we had Paul Maurice on, chatted a little analytics about his career, all of that good stuff. So uh, go ahead, check it out, and uh, make some room in your podcast listening for it. Two episodes Don't of Real Life. Don't get rid of this show. No, you need to keep these around. And actually, If you only have room for one show, nobody here recommends you listen to that show. If you have room for two shows, everyone here thinks you should listen to that show. Bang on. There you go. Um, I'm on the uh, Apple Podcasts. I only see the trailer. Is it, is it posted? Apple Podcasts is the most difficult fucking thing to deal with in the world. Every other podcast platform, you hit submit originally with your feed link, and they just like give you the thumbs up and are like, enjoy your podcast. Apple Podcasts is like, you need to upload a trailer. So you upload the trailer. And then they go, oh, okay, we'll get back in like three or four days, let you know. And then they let you know. And then when they let you know, they say it might take 24 hours for your first episode to upload. So, uh, yeah, fucking Apple Podcasts. But it's up everywhere else, and it will be up on Apple Podcasts as soon as they get their shit together because I've done everything I can on my end. Spotify, though, I listen to it on Spotify. It's up there. Um, okay, Oilers Senators tonight. Uh, I did my pregame podcast. Jay and Josh go live every game day on our Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So you can tune into that. We are really how's everything that going, you Jay? Need. Sorry to yeah. Yeah, how's you. Going, Jay? How's it going, Jay? On that, it's going great. Except for for some reason, we've hit a some technical difficulties with our video. The last two episodes, all of a sudden, now it's not streaming good, but the audio comes through good. What so is it choppy? Like the video is choppy? Or yeah, what? it's now choppy all of a sudden. I and I thought it was the Wi-Fi a little tricked, but I don't think it is. So Josh. Uh, Josh is looking into it. We might have to get him a new computer. He's basically running everything off of a tin can. Um, what so we'll is see. the show about? Like a pre-pregame show. So you're just looking into that night, the night game ahead? Yeah. And we're trying to like, you know, we want it to be like, the reason why it's the pre-game, pre-game show, it's because we want it to be that like, you know, you're, you and your buddies at the bar before you go to the game. So like try to talk in that tone of like your banter and, and whatnot. Because, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not going to be Tyler Uremchuk actually giving you real facts about the game and things you should actually look for in expert analysis. But I will fucking tell you, I am pissed off at Miko Koskinen. Uh, Do you ever look across little... at Josh mid-sentence and go, I'm not going to engage in conversation about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, because... The, the the funny thing I know I was poor poor word I was trying to be funny with it I was like am I getting in serious. trouble I put my blood no, no, I was trying to be funny with it and I went the wrong way it's my bad I was like, uh, <laughs> the, the dynamic Josh and I is hilarious because like <clears throat> he he's so young it's like your rim chuck so he doesn't know anything so I made him <laughs> like your rim chuck I, mean, I don't know anything fifty five sorry. You don't know anything from like a genre, a, 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 a pop culture in like the eighties yeah. and early nineties. 
So I, I, I pull out a Freedom 55 reference because I'm, I bet on Bouchard to score tonight at plus 800. So if I hit it, I can retire. Oh, that's uh, a hilarious joke. I also bet on Bouchard to score. Yeah, but Josh like, what's Freedom 55? I was like, oh, oh, my God. But there's a lot of those instances. There was a Saved by the Bell reference he couldn't pick up. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I love Saved by the Bell. Kelly Kapowski. Because I made a, I made a Slater, uh, AC Slater reference, Slater Cuckoo. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's just the dynamic. We're just shooting the shit, trying to see if it's uh, if there's something that can stick there. But we're having fun now that we've gone live. We're generating a ton of more views than we were before because we were relying strictly off of like YouTube before, which has always been a challenge for us. But we're generating like three thousand, four thousand views of this, so it's something. We're having fun. We'll figure it out once Josh gets the uh, the video portion back online. And how do they and, uh, see it? How do we watch this or listen to this? Yeah, it's on. It's it's so we stream it live on Twitter and Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for the YouTube yeah, as well, while we're just in going around plugging stuff, the YouTube is the Nation Network. And if you're listening to this, please go subscribe to our YouTube. It would mean a lot to us. Oh, well, we would love that. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Check out yeah, DFO yeah, yeah, Rundown. Well Check out all of our game hey, day hey, content. Hey, actually, subscribe you know, to and for the love, of, you know what, everyone, I love everyone who listens to this podcast. And I would like to ask you to do one thing. About 13 months ago, not 12 and a half months ago, we got our main Instagram account stolen from us, taken from us by Instagram for reasons unknown. We appeal to a wall. I've gone as high as talking to people at the NHL who say they want us to have our account back to try to get it back. And we still cannot get it back until we get that contact. We talked to a lot of you on Facebook. We talked to a lot of you on Twitter. I would just appreciate and love if you just also went back and followed us on Instagram if you don't already. And that is nation double underscore O-N. We had to go so far away from the name temporarily until we figure out why the first one got canceled. So that's why it's tough for us to find. But go find us on Instagram. We're having fun over there. The memes (laughs) are just delicious and hilarious. Also, I'd like uh, so, you to follow me on MySpace. I've got some quality gifts. I've got a dancing Jesus that you'll find hilarious. And, uh, yeah, look for me there on MySpace. I yeah. will accept your request to my Nexopia Plus. Uh, anybody who's interested, thank you. And that's going to do it for episode 254 of the Real Life Podcast. We are about an hour, 20 minutes away from Oilers versus Senators. Hopefully they can grab a uh, – hopefully they get all four. Hopefully they just sweep the sends in this back-to-back. And we're feeling good again on Thursday's episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed episode 254 brought to you by Oodle Noodle Let's and Twig and Berries. There you go. Let's go, Oilers. Enjoy the game. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.